1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey.
3: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio Six Ten Outdoor Show Hour Number Three. All right, let's head down G Town Way. It's six oh five here in the Bayou City and check in with Captain Steve Hillman heading to the boat ramp. Or he's probably already there. Steve, good morning. What's up, man? Good morning. What's I'm, happening? I'm
4: heading I'm heading down there. I kind of pushed this trip off a little bit. I'm, I'm gonna go look at the uh, look at the water level. Man, I looked at my phone, the weather stations and and uh it looked like the tide was still way way out this morning what did you see when you when you left the house or could you even see it? well dark, i could I
3: see a little bit but uh the tide ditches that i drive over coming in they were they were dry <laughs> yeah oh they yeah. had a little water in them but you can tell it is low man yeah i just a little
4: concerned about that all that wind we had yesterday and the tide being way out it's water clarity and temperature drop and all a lot of real drastic changes overnight yep hell is 53 degrees at my house this morning i
3: know way. it's a little chilly this morning i had to throw a little light windbreaker on me
4: too but that's about it if, it, if i think i have enough water to put in or if it's gonna if i think it's gonna be decent then we'll go but i don't know it's real iffy right now yeah. my head we shall all see all
3: the winds are West at Eagle point. It's West at five, but there's something about that monitor there. When the winds out of the West, that, that doesn't give you a good reading. It's always about five miles per hour, lower than everywhere else. Morgan's point. You're exactly is 10. Right. Yeah. The jetties are 13, uh, San Louis pass. It's, it's only six down there.
4: Yeah. Well, I think uh, west. that, I think that one at the North jetty is probably the most accurate, Yeah. Um, because at one at Eagle Point, and it's always been this way. When it's west, southwest, west northwest, any westerly wind, it's coming over the land and yeah. it, it just knocks it down a bunch. When it's it's out of the east, you know, some type, some kind of east wind. Yeah, anything southerly
3: or easterly, it's more accurate. Yeah, exactly.
4: So you're right. If it's saying five or seven, it's probably ten,
3: 10 or twelve or, 12, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm.
4: You're right. I don't know, man. I saw. I looked at the Lake Livingston Dam yesterday, and it was up back up. I think to twenty four thousand cfs, something like that. Yeah,
3: you right. See
4: that? Yeah, I saw that. And it, it jumped up overnight. It was like five, then went to eleven and
3: twenty four. Yeah, that's. Uh, what,
4: what's that going to do over there? Is it going to change anything?
3: Nah, it Probably. shouldn't change anything. No. Nothing to yeah. change, really. It'll- <laughs> It'll freshen up the back and uh, it's it's all good.
4: Might make the catfish bite a little better. Sure, the blue, you can blue catch them on the flats better. back.
3: Yeah, I wish I had some bulkheads back there. We could do some bulkhead catfishing with bobbers.
4: There you go. Oh man, but no, I don't have a lot to report in the way of fishing. I only went three times last week and it wasn't I didn't do any good any of any of the days. I drifted I drifted one day, and and we waited two days. I think yeah, our James top had a,
3: had one of them tough days because he was, you know, boat fishing, and at, uh he didn't like it. It was tough. Yeah,
4: it's it is tough. It, it drifting for us, what we're doing, waiting 100 percent is better than than drifting. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, I I've got a I hate to say it, but something's going to need to change for me this week. But I have a lot of drifting trips. And I'm going to, I'm going to need a miracle because I've had in the last three weeks, maybe three decent drifting trips, you know, we caught 12 or 15
5: legal fish
4: and the rest of them been like seven or eight fish. Hell one day we had, I think, uh, Friday we had two trout and a red. Yeah. Hey, Clint Clint Brown and his dad, Joe, and, and, uh, they had fished me in a long time we actually started out waiting, and uh, there was some bait up and everything, and <clears throat> it looked pretty good, and the tide was kind of uh, kind of bottomed out. It, I was kind of waiting for it to turn and start coming in. It seemed like it never did, not while we were standing there anyway. And, and uh, I couldn't get a bite on a, on a worm. Well, I take that back. We caught five or six pencils on tails, mm. like little bitty ones, like little bitty ones like 10 11 13 inch stuff and i've seen a lot of that everywhere in the bay right now i mean i've, I've fished a lot of different areas in the last couple of weeks all over the bay and so many little bitty trout mixed in but anyway we started out catching little bitty ones and and uh, there was some mullet flipping around me i put on i haven't thrown this lure or lure this size and probably eight or nine months and i put on a uh, a bone full-size super spook and just to see if i could wake something up and yeah. my first cast man i threw up against the bank and and got it out over some shell and, and uh, i was working the hell out of it and then I, I paused it and the instant i paused it just a atomic bomb goes off and i'm thinking <laughs> i've got a i've got a heck of a trout and uh and once it started stripping Rubber, drag right and and digging on me, yeah, it was like a 27-inch red. Yeah, oh, but, wow, uh, Yeah, a little, just little dis- cl- glad rat. I got a bite, but, yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of rat reds, uh, we're catching some mouse reds. Somebody on, on the boat with me about a month ago said, that's not a rat red, <laughs> that's a mouse red.
6: That's
3: They're so mouse.
4: small. <laughs> yeah, Clint caught one. He hooked one on the top of the head on a tail, and it was about an 8-incher
3: good lord that's man that's a fresh hatch that's from i'm fast you
4: that's one of the ones parks and wildlife turn loose or it things. could be a
3: fingerling it you know <laughs> he's trying to reach maturity
4: yeah but no and then uh then i caught about 18 inch trout i couldn't get another i had one more swirl on on top water and then all the bait just vanished it was gone i mean it was just so bizarre Everything just shuts down all of a sudden.
5: Yeah.
4: And uh golly and I caught I caught one I caught eighteen incher on a worm and then uh caught like a fifteen and a half incher on a on a uh, tail. I was on that that slamming chicken rat tail. It's been a real good bait. Uh when it's kinda of lower light. This was still early in the morning. And then when the sun comes on up, if we got decent water clarity and we've got some sunlight that uh chartreuse silver glitter rat tail assassin has been real good and then that that same color similar color and a little john has been good uh i forget what they call theirs tequila something but uh it's basically chartreuse with glitter is what it is but when the sun's out those have been those have been pretty solid baits and uh and then clint he lost a really good trout uh He might be listening. He might get mad at me, but his knot came untied. That's the second time I've seen that in, like, two weeks, one of my guys fighting a decent fish and and come back with a pigtail. Yeah. But uh, anyway, then we went to drifting, and uh, the wind started backing off some. I guess it was was Friday. It blew early, and then I guess around 10, it started easing up some it was like southeast maybe eight or ten and went out in the middle and started piddling, piddling with those stupid birds and it was giant freaking gaff top there you and go little bitty and little bitty trout and then we uh i thought i found a group of reds the second time this has happened to me in as many weeks and i pulled up to them and, and i did see we saw a couple of reds in them, but uh they were primarily jackfish and and uh clint hooked one of them and he fought it for like 45 minutes landed it about a 25 pounder and then we went and chased some more you know what this, this is where i'm at right now i'm chasing jackfish so there, oh, then Alice. we went and found another school of jacks and tried to catch another one the, the <laughs> second school had a lot of reds mixed in matter of fact when clint hooked that jackfish Uh, He was fixing to pull his his worm out of the water, and two jacks came up just like 10 feet from the boat. It's like they're fighting over it, and obviously one of them ate his worm, and right behind those two jackfish was about a 35-inch bull red, and he almost slammed into the starboard side of my uh, freeboard on my boat. He was late to the party. (laughs) He was late, and he he almost got concussed running into my boat. It was crazy. (laughs) I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, I wish we could afford to have, like, a camera guy videoing on the boat every day. Some of the things we see that don't get captured on video, that'd be I so know. cool to get get stuff like that.
3: But if you want to really kill a trout run, put a cameraman in the boat, it'll do it every time. Boy. <laughs> I've <seen> it. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it over the years, man. Camera crew or a sports rider shows up and the fish lockjaw, man. It's yeah. just amazing how that works. Uh, that's that's true the only time it's ever really
4: been on cue i i did some stuff with a guy oh man i don't know nine or ten years ago maybe longer and we shot a lot of our footage down in baffin and matagorda yeah. and stuff and didn't i didn't have to worry about that too much we uh yeah caught some real good fish on video but we actually did we had some good shoots up here too honestly Especially up your way. Back then we were catching a lot of yeah. big fish up your way.
3: Yeah, I have I've got some old videos of uh Trendy Bay back in the day that'll just blow your mind, man. Flipping oh, seven pounders over the gunnels. I you can't imagine, man, buddy. All right, buddy. Well I gotta run and uh hope you find what you're looking for today. I wish you the best. <laughs> I just <laughs> crossed one
4: bridge. I just crossed a bridge and it's it's really low. It's still
3: really, really yeah. low. It's way out. Yeah, we got we'll a see. low tide I'll, I'll, this morning. I'll, yeah. Oh, well. All right, All right Steve, man. somebody wants to call you about fishing. Give him give some info. All
4: right, man, 409-256-7937.
3: All right, Hillman, good luck today. I'll, I'll talk to you down the road, buddy. All right, thanks, Mickey. See you, man. Thank you. All right. All right. All right, that's Captain Steve Hillman. After this break, we'll come back with Roy Simmons up on Richland Chambers. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back.
2: Sports Radio six ten presents the outdoor show
3: Good morning welcome back to the sports radio six ten outdoor show all right, Six nineteen here in the bayou city. All right let's run up to Ristlin chambers Let's talk to our good friend mr. Royce Simmons Royce good morning what's up
6: Good morning, Mick Oh just uh sitting here drinking coffee listening to a- couple of your callers and enjoying a sunday morning can't beat there it there you
3: go nothing wrong with yeah. that, brother.
6: actually have two days off in a row yesterday kind of you know unplanned from a calendar standpoint but golly did it howl up here Boy, believe. <laughs> i think the
3: whole state of texas was under a wind alert yesterday good lord
6: yeah early in the week you could tell it was probably going to be a uh, rocky, maybe Friday and Saturday, but we got our Friday morning trips in, and I was supposed to conduct a rare Friday afternoon trip. I just don't do two of them anymore, unless it's some of my really, really special customers that right. just had to cancel or whatever. But we we call off Friday afternoon because there was too big a threat of stuff, and it. Oh, I think by about three or four o'clock, it was already under a tornado. Which one is the lesser, the tornado watch or something like that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good news out of all of that, though, the last week, uh, we got all our trips in until the Saturday, really, and uh, the uh, the rainfall amounts, we had one or two days in there where we got a couple inches, and our lake is still about a foot low, even after all this good spring rain, but uh, it's a long way from what it was two or three months ago, about almost six foot low, so... uh, It, it always happens that way you say man it's going to take forever for these lakes to full up, fill up and then you get a couple of those three or four inch rains in the watershed and the creeks rise around saturated and you're good to go so i think we're good to go for spring going into summer and uh the bite has just been awesome i mean really ever since oh about about spring break time about mid-march those whites and the hybrids turned on and uh uh, based on cleaning the fish the last a week or so the the spawn is just all but over with we're not cleaning any fish any eggs still left in them but uh we right. were up until you know about last week a lot of those fish i guess just never never went up the creek so just laid them out there on those wind blown points but uh the the bite is on now they seem to come off of that spawn just eating machines and the shad hatches happened. so uh you kind of got your choice most mornings of a little early morning, you know, shallow water schooling type stuff and chasing shad, and then put you a slab on and head out to the humps and ridges, and it's just it's just good schools of good fish. So uh, I think our lake's in pretty good shape. The the only thing for folks considering a, a trip up here to just be aware of we got. Uh, two years ago, we got 400,000-something fingerlings, and then last year we got 600,000-something hybrid striper fingerlings. Right. And that's uh, that's a million fingerlings in a two-year period. And we have, I mean, there's there's been mornings we've had to just leave a school of fish because it's 90%, 12- to, to 17-inch hybrids. So uh, you just need to make sure you know what one is versus a sand bass. And when they're 12-inch fish, you know, people that don't fish a lot just throw them in Sometimes the cooler, they thinking mistakes, they're sure. Yep, yeah, it just it's, happens, it's, really, but,
3: uh, it's misleading. You know, for folks that don't know how to look, you know, for the for the hybrids with that broken line and and the different yep. and, and you the know, top a, fin has so many ribs in it versus the regular striper and the white bass and all that. It's kind of technical.
6: It, it is, and once they get up to that, you know, sixteen, seventeen inch uh, mark, just the difference in the the pull <laughs> will give you a hint. Yeah. But the, that broken line is really the key. And and uh, you know, I always use the phrase: when in doubt, just throw it back, because you don't want to argue with a exactly. game warden. You you probably lose that battle.
3: <laughs> no, you don't. But, you don't argue with a game warden. You don't win. No, and, uh, they know yeah. their business and. Uh, if you messed up, you messed up. No no need yep. to bargain It's kinda like yep. arguing with a cop over a ticket when you get pulled <laughs> out, right? Just take your medicine you make, man, and go on down the road.
6: You make matters worse. Just uh and, and again, you know, that's that telltale stripe or uh, stripe on a white bass versus broken lines on a on a hybrid is kind of what we go by more than any other. There's a tooth patch, there's a the fin, there's a broken line, but that broken line is pretty evident on most of those those fish versus the white bass. And uh, the good news is in the next year or two, uh, you know, we would normally get about two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand 250,000 fingerlings. And, and, again, that's a million fingerlings in in a two-year stocking. So we got a, a hybrid population that's kind of set up to be pretty good for the next year or two.
3: Boy, y'all, y'all going to have a lake full of little tugboats legal ones next year that's gonna be (laughs) hey them them suckers pull man those those uh those hybrids are nasty people just
6: most people will tell me that it's the closest thing to a red in in freshwater and i you know i don't know of anything pulls any better
3: better than reds because you know at least you get some head shake with them and in other ways you know some runs to the side back and forth kind of like stripers do. It's uh, yep, They're fun to catch, man, especially with we live get tackle. One,
6: we get the net out, you know, pretty regularly on most of these spring trips. We're using artificials, and once it hits summertime, I won't kid you, we don't catch the hybrids like the live bait guys do, but in the spring, you know, they're just big old schools of roaming fish looking for that shad, so <laughs> we watch for the birds. They're still there this time of the year, and uh, watch for the – a little bait popping, but it's it's our time of the year to just have fun and uh, the the white bass population based on what we're we're catching over the last six or eight weeks is is really good shape too uh a lot of small fish eight nine inch fish first year fish mixed in with the the really really good keepers so uh whites and hybrids in good shape, and uh catfish it doesn't seem to be daunted they are just there's not that much catfishing on our lake like there used to be when they i don't know i think a lot of people put them in the in the freezer those big old blues and now you know you got mm-hmm. you gotta on our lake you can catch five over 20 inches and uh anything you know below that uh is legal so uh i just don't see the number of cat fishermen up the creeks in the in the winter time catching those eaters like we do like you used to see the jug liners and stuff out there but uh I think it's overall probably been better for our catfish population to leave the big ones in just like a, a bass would. So Right. Catfish and whites are going crazy. I didn't really do any, any crappie fishing this spring, but from what the the guys and the gals tell me the spawn is just all but over on it and uh back to brush piles and bridges and timber and stuff. So it's all good. I mean everything is Everything's good to go except uh, the one little bugaboo about once a week. We'll get one of those fronts, and, you know, as long as it brings a little bit of rain, that's okay. we keep the
3: lake filled up. Well, we're almost in May. I'll be glad when they quit coming. It just, <laughs> man, we're we're army fishing down here back and forth, left, right, Are you left. really? Man, which way to yeah. go. You know, yeah, it's just one <laughs> after another, it seems like.
6: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, over the years, I've got to where I just don't complain about rain like I used to. Because golly, we'll 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 be begging for it in about two months, so we'll see. But, yeah, it's uh, it get it, hot. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, boat ramps are in pretty good shape, and uh, the lake's in good shape. The fish are biting, and uh, if you folks are wanting to come up and do a little trip, we're we're just all but booked for for May, but June and July. I'm, the calendar's pretty much wide open, so we can, we can fill them in with the kids and stuff when they get out of school here in another thirty days.
3: Oh, while well, I got you on there. How's bass fishing? You heard any good uh, bass reports?
6: You, you know the the tournaments for for most part are the smaller. I don't know in the bass tournament terms of regional, smaller local mm-hmm. clubs. You know, twenty, thirty, forty. A big tournament for us is maybe a. A hundred boat couple tournament or whatever, and they've got a couple of those coming up over the next month. But the, right. the smaller tournament, folks, it still takes about a twenty-five at this time of the year, twenty-five to thirty-pound stringer to get in the money. Man, and that's, uh, that's good stuff. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. There's some good quality no, fish being no. caught. That's, that was the, solid. Uh, the The downside of our lake still is if people come in and just haven't ever fished it, it causes problems for it. it's just such a you know forty five thousand <laughs> acre lake a lot of territory to weed out and uh, there's not grass on it like there is on some of the other lakes you know that, uh, the, that mm-hmm. they fish hard it's 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 more well, there's boat houses and stuff and you know points and stuff like that but there there's not Range some of that points t-
3: yeah
6: yep but it's it's been it's been pretty good the last few years. I I can't remember the last stocking, but I I kind of watched the results of the tournaments or get a, uh, a folks will tell me and I went to a weigh in and again a twenty five pound five fish uh, uh, number is about what it takes to get in those first five or six spots up there. So somebody That's finds them inevitably. Yeah, you cool. know, it's 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 such a a different bass. Type situation than it was that's what i used to do but i'm talking 30 years ago the right. the technology the electronics the the knowledge now that some of these guys and oh, yeah. gals have it's, it's just incredible. unreal so uh, i'm still stuck there using a laurent side imaging and down scan and you know what else do you need on a on a white bass trip? but uh man they've got all that that expensive stuff that uh I'm not knocking it by any means. I'm saying I, I may need to invest in one of these days, but I'm, I'm slowly but surely becoming a dinosaur. Me my- <laughs> all. It
3: takes is money, Royce. <laughs>
6: <laughs> give me, give give me my lures and my spot lock, and I'm I'm good to go. But uh, yeah, <laughs> have you have you got some of that active imaging, forward no, I looking, hadn't, I hadn't gone live that scoping?
3: Yet. No, yeah. the way I fish, you know, I, I yep. I mean. I could get it, but it's not. It's just yeah. not the way I fish. Yeah, I don't use a lot yeah. of electronics.
6: I, I see some of the the guys, especially the ones that uh, oh go with the live bait and and uh, the hybrid bite, you know, in the warmer months and stuff. When they get out there and a little deeper and stuff. They got their live scopes mounted on those boats now, so they're they've moved right in with the crappie guys and the bass guys on some of those. Uh, oh yeah. You know, I see some of these crappie stuff.
3: fishermen. Man, it's uh, <laughs> they uh, they get after it with that uh, live scope, and you know, and Richard, you know, Richard Tosh here on Conroe, the fish yeah. dude, he's mm-hmm. he's into it big time, and boy, he he couldn't live without it now.
6: Well, yeah, they tell me you know it just eliminates a lot of guessing. With here's a here's a school of crappie on a brush pile, but they won't eat. So you move on to the next brush pile where we used to just spend forty five minutes waiting on something to happen. You know, so right. uh, watch them come up and look at it and take it or or ignore it. So uh,
1: I'm yeah, sure that's fun
6: and stuff. Up. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I better let some of your callers get a little time. Right, I just buddy, appreciate you know, it. Let's open
3: the lines up. Go
6: ahead and yeah, throw them I, out a number, bud. You bet. 903-389-4117, biz, And, uh, hey, just appreciate the time and hope you have a little better week. I'm, I'm looking at this week. It doesn't look like anything major
3: until the end of the week. No, I, you then. I know it. It looks pretty good. I might actually so. catch something this week. <laughs> I know better, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> see you later, man. All right. All right, Royce. We'll see you, brother. Take care. All right. That's Roy Simmons up on Richland Chambers. All right. We're going to open the phone lines up for this final segment. If you care to call us, I'd love to hear from you. 713-572-4610. That's 713-572-4610. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. And I need to take a moment to tell everyone about Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse. Kroger's, located right at the base of of the Texas City Dike at 227 Dyke Road. If you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's from their tanks to your live well. That bait's as good as it can possibly be and there's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system. You can check them out firsthand at the store. They have them on display or you can call Jason Cogburn at 281-701-8107 for more information. In crawfish season, we're in full swing of it and Man, Boyd's has got them. Whether you want to have them already boiled, you know, buy them already cooked at their, you know, Texas City location or check out their new location over in Santa Fe. They're near the high school. Or you can call them at 409-945-4001 or go to Boyd's One bods1stop.com. And when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you.
1: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?
0: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
3: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. It is 637 here in the Bayou City. If you care to get a call in, we'd love to hear from you before we go off air today. Uh, 713-572-4610. That's 713-572-4610. Give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. All right. uh, First up, the only one on the screen this morning. How about that? Guitar Dave as reliable as an old coon dog. What's up, Dave? <laughs> hey, Captain.
5: Um, I'm, my arm's doing better, my shoulder and arm. I've been wearing my uh, cross brace up on my, keep my shoulders back, and then I got a chest brace that I put on. What's the matter with you?
3: Take, I didn't know anything was wrong
5: Well, with you. I mean, you remember I got the neck, my neck, uh, I got metal in my neck, and then my, my whole left side was crushed, and then my shoulder blade was crushed about five and a half years ago, and it's, Something's going on. I don't know exactly what's going on with it, you know. I don't know. Maybe one of them screws is backing out of my neck because I got 12 in my neck, you know.
3: Well, that happened I'm to I'm a, Tiger. A, a, one a, of the screws backed out in his ankle.
5: Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, and, hey, I tell you what, it, I wouldn't wish this pain on, on my worst enemy, you know. It's, 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 it's not – I mean, and, and like I said, it's a whole lot better. But last week, man, I was huh. I was in some pretty good pain. But, no, anyway – Hey, I've seen all that seagrass, miles and miles of seagrass, man. Instead of miles and miles of Texas, miles and miles of seagrass. You mean and that sea smells. Yeah, out there, they were showing it on the, yeah. They were showing it on the You're moon. Talking about like you know, the gulf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah out yeah. in the ocean.
3: You know. Sargasm. And, and, yeah. Uh,
5: yeah, yeah, sargasm. Hey, Sargasso, well, man,
3: sargasm, whatever you want to call yeah. it. I just call it seaweed. It stinks. <laughs> seaweed, yeah.
5: Hey, that, uh, but... Man, there ought to be some of them dolphin fish underneath there and maybe some triple tails, huh?
3: Well, uh, not on the beachfront up that close. Triple tails, yeah, but uh, offshore, you get those big mats Uh out there in the summertime, and, boy, that's prime prime structure out there for catching, you know, dolphin and lean, all kinds Uh of fish.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what we did when we went with Jamie Penner. We found a small patch of it and he hooked one of them dolphin fish on there and left it on, stuck it in the rod holder, and they come swarming like piranha, man, you know. Yeah. And that was, that was really cool. Oh, man, and then we had that bad thing happen over there in Cleveland with them people getting shot, and they're looking for that dude over there in San Jacinto County, man, and that's right there close to quite a few people that I know live there, you know and uh, that dude's hiding in the piney woods over there, and, but they got, they got manhunt, they got dogs on them and everything, you know. Mm. So uh, they're looking for him. And you know they'll find i That's like, remember Bob Green's two sons followed that dude from North Texas and caught him <laughs> in a hotel right across the freeway here at Parker Road in 45. Yeah, that was quite a few years now ago. And this is
3: one of those three that they're looking for?
5: No, no. No, no, they found that third one here in Houston. This is a different guy that shot, killed a bunch of people in Cleveland at a house.
3: Right. Uh, they before I knew yesterday. Came up. Uh,
5: yeah. You know. Was, he, he was using a. He was using an assault rifle too. They said. They no know his name.
3: There's no such thing as an assault rifle. Well, I'm
5: just saying he was using he was using long
3: rifles. He what was, I was he saying. He was using an AR. Just call it AR, AR. Or AK, yeah. or it, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah
5: yeah yeah i'm thank you thank you for that correction yeah but i mean the media carries yep.
3: that there's no such thing yeah you know, they call it no that, such that thing. ar stands for armor light well they Rifle. just make it yeah they sound
5: they just make it sound real bad
3: but, because uh, they're anti-gun
5: yeah i hear you but but no they said that uh yeah i don't know he just he was firing his gun and the dude next door you know went over there and said hey dude you know uh could you keep it down, you know, and everything? And then he went over there and busted it in the house and start shot everybody, you know. It was bad. But then he ran off, and then the police are pinging his phone, and they they got a they got a good leads on him. So, but I saw last night they had the coon dogs out there on him and everything. So, uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> dead serious.
3: Bloodhounds well, are after him. <laughs>
5: yeah, but, yeah bloodhounds. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Kind of like uh, what was it? There was a country western song about red old red. <laughs> that yeah. that guy in the prison, yeah, he was he was a he would, he was training that dog every day to go out, and then he had a buddy that had a female dog out there, and then when that dog got out, he had that buddy out there with that female dog. He sent that female dog one way, and the guy ran out out of prison, escaped out of prison, and went the other way. <laughs> so distracted that yeah, dog a little
3: bit, man, it Just you know, I'm sure he was uh, he's. Mentally deranged, oh. or he may have been drug related, alcohol related. <laughs> no, they said he. They said he was real he drunk.
5: He, well, they said he, he was go. drunk. Yeah, that's what the police said that he was all drunk. Yeah, and uh, but uh-huh, they got it. Uh-huh. They got a good line on him. I believe they got a picture of him and everything. So, yeah, I hope, you know, hopefully they'll get that well, they dude. But that's know who just he is, crazy.
3: You know, Phoebe's yeah. next door neighbor. Everybody knows who he is. So,
5: yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But no. Well, I'll uh, tell you. Yeah, I hear you. No man, hey, this next couple of days is gonna be looking good, boy, if I can get a little bit of break, you know, I'm I'm right on. Them, so I could chunk my rod and reel and everything. So I may I may go down there and just make a run down Texas City dike and then on the way back or if I get skunked or something, you know, I'll just I'll stop and probably get me a flounder. I was gonna make me a stuffed flounder and then take some shrimp and chop it up and maybe get me some boudin and stuff it stuff it with that boudin' with some shrimp in there and, and put bacon in the oven for a little while. And then that ought to be pretty good with some garlic butter on there and everything. So Ooh, that's I'm going to try bad. that out and see what's happening. But, um, uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, other than that, I'm doing pretty good. I hadn't made it up to the parking lot yet, but it sure is nice out here. You know?
3: Yeah. It's a nice so, cool morning. It, uh, anything beats yesterday with all that wind that wind was crazy oh, that was nuts man
5: i couldn't even hardly walk out there you know it it, it must have been at least 35 40 miles an hour sometimes here and right. uh and the good thing for me it blows all the trash in what i call coffin corner <laughs> yeah, it's because when you get over there it's about a foot and a half high it takes a little while to get it all bagged up you know but but um, uh, oh my dogs are doing real good too man that that one puppy that I got left, I'm going to keep him. i call him Bullet. Man, he's catching good with the, with the daddy dogs teaching him. And uh, he'll he'll go get this half-inflated rubber football, and I'll chunk it. The daddy dog will grab it. And then Bullet, he'll run over there and get it from him. And he'll bring it right back to me now. So he's he's getting the hang of it, you know. So uh, they have fun. And, I mean, I just wish my arms were stronger. <laughs> I need to get one of them launch, launching guns, you know. So. To launch
3: a, yeah, I think one they do make launchers, one. man. Yeah, that's what I was saying. 10, yeah, yeah, that's what I was 22, saying. Like uh, they cap use, in there, let her rip. Yeah, they use it in
5: competition, right?
3: Yeah, what, they what, well, what they used to nowadays, they they've got these uh rubber dummies they use and uh line these dogs up. Some of some some of those field trials they still use them, but uh-huh. That's uh, a save your arm. It's good training aid. You you know, you've got short range, mid-range, and long range with a different size uh, 22 caps you can put in them. You know, pull yes, the lever back and boom, let her rip. Oh, all right.
5: Well, I'm glad you told me about that. Yeah, I'm going to see about that. And how much do you think they run? Man, I, Dave, I don't know what they range? are
3: now. I think back when I bought mine years ago, I wish I still had it. I'd give it to you. I gave it to another guy. Yeah. You know, because I don't mess with dogs anymore. Because I don't duck <laughs> yes, anymore. anymore. Um, man, they ought to be about 100 bucks now. Yeah.
5: I'll search around. Uh,
3: yeah. I Yeah. Really don't to, know. Back then, I paid like maybe 45 50 bucks.
5: Yeah.
3: Hey, well, and yesterday,
5: they were over here and, and see these squirrels. They run along the top of this fence. And then all of a sudden, all three dogs was chasing Two squirrels down the fence line, and then they ran up in the, in the tree. And then squirrels went up there and sat down. If, if I wasn't in the city, I probably would have popped one off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I don't think it's squirrel season right now. But anyway. Uh, May 1st, you know, I think,
3: uh, or May 5th. I can't remember. It's I don't, I'm going to we'll have to look that here up. Pretty soon.
5: Yeah, I'm going to have to look that up. But, yeah, and they were they were standing right up underneath the tree, had trees up there, man, and I'm like, Three of them, three squirrels, and and I could see all three of them was standing, looking right down at me, you know. Huh. And I'm like, man, I got to get them out in the woods and see what they can do. But uh, yeah, that would
3: be cool. Uh, that's just yeah. the hunt and the dog. They like doing it. Yeah. It's uh, goes back to the beginning of time. Dogs chase cats. <laughs> <They> <laughs> yeah, yeah chase no kidding. Anything.
5: <laughs> well, that's yeah. Unfortunately uh boomer my big australian blue healer he got into it with a cat and he's he's blind in one eye now his left eye he's blind in but he still can see real good believe me because i mean i throw like a tennis ball kind of like and and the other stuff up and he'll he'll zone right in on it you know and he'll catch it in midair and stuff and, uh, i need to get me another frisbee and see what he can do with that you know
3: yeah, that would be yeah, cool i saw one of those um uh... Lazy Man's uh, ball dispenser where he trained his dog. He has this little launcher, and the dog goes Mm -hmm. and picks up the ball, it brings it back, drops it in the dispenser, and throws the (laughs) ball again for him. And he can sit on the porch and drink beer and watch his dog chase a tennis (laughs) bottle. He's sick of it. (laughs) Hey, Hey, and that's
5: one thing about boomers, Captain Hill. Man, he'll keep going until he's going to drop. That's why, I like, when it's real hot out here or something, I, I get a, a small, I got a small kitty swimming pool, and I'll fill it up with water and throw some ice in there, uh, blocks of ice, and, and then uh, I used to have, my dog, At one dog I used to have, I would throw stuff into that swimming pool, and it would duck its head underneath the water and get it out. You know? so right. uh, Yeah, they, that's that's really cool what they do, and then Like that one dog that I had, uh, Cloudy. She was an Australian Blue Heeler, and that was like thirty-five years ago, thirty years ago, I believe. I was out there laying on my stomach, looking for arrowheads, you know, panning for arrowheads there on Lake Conroe, and she jumps off the boat, comes in there and grabs me by my shoulder and starts dragging me ashore like I was thinking I was drowning, I guess, or something, you know. But I never trained her that either,
3: you know. Yeah. Oh, I never trained her. That squirrel season for you, East Texas, uh, May first through the thirty-first. Beautiful, beautiful. In East that's Texas. good. So take your dogs I mean for that. one.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'll have to do that. Well, Captain, that's pretty much all I got. I'm gonna head up to the parking lot. I really right, do appreciate man. everything. Y'all sounding good, man. I'm, I'm really enjoying the show, man. I'm get, I'm yeah, learning a whole here. lot too. It's on.
3: Well, yeah, I'm learning. Uh, okay. Just about out of time, and I don't have any more callers. So oh well, okay. To you, Dave. Hey, man, I appreciate it, Cap. Thank you, thank. you. All right, Dave. See you. Have a good Sunday. All right. Well, we still got time for a couple of calls. Somebody wants to get one in. It's uh, a little lonely up here now. It's uh, <laughs> Call us at 713-572-4610. That's 713-572-4610. And uh had a guy text me earlier. I was texting him back and forth. He was asking, you know, these four-stroke motors if you can, uh, you know, if you want to, you know, when you park them, put them up, you know, unhook the fuel line and run them out of gas. I mean, you really don't have to do that these days. Now, if you're going to put that boat up for a long time, sure, that's, you know, that's one thing, and store it for a pretty good period of time, but, um. and with the fuel additives we have nowadays, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even mess with it, man. Some good Startron or some Seafoam, whatever you like. I got stable. I use Startron. It keeps my fuel fresh, especially when during hunting season when I'm not hunting, I'll just, I'll just dump a whole bottle in there. I, I think my tank holds 96 gallons, and I'll just dump a whole one of those small bottles in there—a pint or whatever it is. It actually treats more gallons than that, but it doesn't hurt to run it strong. And all it does, it keeps your entire fuel system clean. You know your injectors, all of it, and uh, it's it'll save you a lot of trouble down the road. But uh, anyway, well, well, it's 6:53. I got a call I can make, but it's too late now. I'm, we won't even get a conversation struck up till time to let him go but now just uh i don't know what is about about every second or third tank i run through my my boat i'll uh i'll dump a bunch of startron in there and just uh you know keep that engine clean injectors and everything else can't go wrong with it It stabilizes the fuel too and uh anyway we got a caller here let's go to kevin burns kevin good morning you're on the outdoor show what's up
2: good morning mick how you doing buddy
3: I could be better. Uh, How about you?
2: Not bad at all. Just down here in Missouri County, enjoying the outdoors. <clears throat> I've got a fishing tournament next weekend that I'm working that I wait fish for. Um, Port of Freeport has their 23rd annual take-a-child fishing tournament that's going to be going on at Municipal Park right. in Freeport.
3: They have about 253. I, I couldn't hear you. I couldn't understand <laughs> what park. Municipal Park in Freeport. Oh, the, Okay, I got you
2: down there by the police station across from the high school, the dead end of the old Brazos River. Right. They um, generally have about 250 to 300 kids that participate in the tournament each year. Um, Entry fee is a canned good item that goes to the local um, food bank. Each kid that enters gets a T-shirt with this year's logo on it and a goodie bag that's got all kinds of different things like um, towels and, um, rulers to measure fish with different things like that in the bag yes sir and then they provide the the shrimp and they'll the registrations at eight o'clock at at the the pavilion there at municipal park and then that from nine to eleven the kids fish and they'll be elbow to elbow around the dead end of that river there fishing (laughs) for a couple hours (laughs) they'll keep up to yeah they keep up to 25 fish everything from piggies to croakers and every now and then you'll see like a, a ribbon fish or a a dogfish and sometimes they've. i've even seen them catch some some drum drum unfortunately some that are over 30 and but and under over 30 and under 52 so they have to throw them back and kids don't really understand why they got to throw them back a big fish like that but Mm. you got to follow texas parks and wildlife regulations on it right but it's a really good event at 11 o'clock hour they sound the horn and all the kids come up to the pavilion and weigh their fish and they have a the port director after i weigh their fish interviews each one of the kids up there on the stage so they get their little moment in the spotlight
3: sure
2: and um they have a a, each kid's given a lanyard they got two different age categories bluefin and yellowfin three to eight um years old and then nine to 14 and the lanyards have a number and they draw out call out numbers they generally give away about 200 door prizes everything from rods and reels to tackle boxes to fishing hats and landing nets and even ice cream makers and snow cone machines, they uh, they give away some a bunch of good prizes for the kids. But it's a good event. Always has a really good turnout and I've been involved with it for twenty two of the twenty three years that they've been putting it on. Well, that's a good event. But to it's hear. a good good event if you if a lot of times it's first first experience kids have to, to do any fishing. Um mm-hmm but it's a good event and if you and when's this kevin, gonna
3: be again kevin next next saturday on may 6th Next saturday okay we'll uh, yes, throw sir. out some info on so you know a website or whatever somebody can get look at look it yeah, over and can, uh, get registered um google port of freeport
2: take a child fishing and it'll you'll be able to pull up the link for it that gives you all the details okay. and information
3: well cool well, that's yes sir and I,
2: always enjoy listening to your show, Mick, and, um, hey, y'all have a great weekend.
3: Thank you, Kevin. You too, buddy. All Appreciate right. it. Take care, bro. Take care. All right. Yes, care. All right. We got Donnie up next. Donnie, good morning. You're on the outdoor show.
7: Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Uh, hey, man. I got a quick story about Captain Benny.
3: <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I, I think you, I'm pretty
7: sure, I, I'm sure you're probably there, but anyway, a uh, caller called in and he said, uh. Captain Benny, I seen you the other day uh, driving your truck. And he said, man, you need to wash that thing. It is so dirty and nasty, man. (laughs) And Captain Benny, he got real quiet for a second. I could see he was getting hot. And uh, then he tells the the caller, he goes, uh, well, when you start uh, paying the note on my truck, I'll start washing it. (laughs) (laughs) You remember that?
3: Yeah, I remember okay. that. that was a, yeah,
7: I can tell, man. You that? You see a Cajun man get mean, you mess with him. I bet man I, I didn't know he had a rough temper like that, but it sounded like he wasn't too happy about it. But he got him uh, good. I never forgot hey, that one.
3: Benny's harmless as a lamb, buddy. He's. Oh, he, well, I,
7: I bet he up, is. You know, I'm not. He's a good guy. I wouldn't to want to like corner like him, though. <laughs> huh?
3: I wouldn't want to corner him. <laughs>
7: yeah. Yeah, I I kind of sensed that myself, but I always I always loved him. And he had a great attitude. I did, stuff. too. I and still he, love old They were, they He's were playing a good some. Uh, the the uh, call screener was playing some Creedence Clearwater, and he said, "You like that twang, don't you?" <laughs> I always like that. <laughs> but uh, he was a great guy. Well, I'll I'll let you go. I know you're ready to go home. And uh, oh yeah, my I told my son to – I live in Cold Spring, and uh, that uh that that guy that killed all them people up here and, um, up here by yeah, in me. Cleveland. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was, he was, uh, an illegal that had been, uh, deported more than twice. And, uh, then he came back into the country.
3: Well, you don't hear that out of the media.
7: <laughs> yeah, I know that they, they didn't mention that other guy when they called. So I, I thought I'd, nah, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't I'd, heard I, that I, one I'd, yet. I'd see, I'd see, I'd see, I'd seen the story. And then, uh, then later on the radio, I heard that, you know, he had a, uh, that it was an illegal that had been deported twice. But, uh, oh, well, that's we, our administration we got plenty of them to
3: work with.
7: <laughs> yeah, that's our administration now let, letting them come over the border. But anyway, I'll let you go.
3: All right, Donnie. See you, man.
7: Okay, have a good one. Bye.
3: Later. All right. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we got a fun Sunday in anyway. I hope everybody catches some pretty fish this week. If not, I'll see you next Thursday morning, bright and early, 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610, KILT Houston.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better